But a big piece of acceptance is acknowledging that it is there, acknowledging the truth and the reality of what is happening. Because then that is the best place from which to move and shift and make changes. Welcome to the Unconditionally Worthy Podcast. In this podcast, I will guide you on your journey to connect with the true source of your self-worth. Each week, we'll discuss barriers to unconditional self-worth, the connection between self-worth and relationships, self-worth practices you can apply to your life, and how to use self-worth as a foundation for living courageously. I'm your host, Dr. Adia Gooden, a licensed clinical psychologist, dance enthusiast, and a dark chocolate lover who believes deeply that you are worthy unconditionally. Hello and welcome to episode 50 of the Unconditionally Worthy podcast. If you can believe it, this is the last episode of season three. So we are closing out season three with another solo episode. And this is also the last episode that I'm recording before I go on maternity leave. And I thought it could be good for myself and maybe also helpful for you, for me to reflect on how I am going to continue practicing, embracing my unconditional self-worth, showing up for myself with kindness and compassion as I make this transition into new motherhood. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. And my hope is that even if you are not pregnant or not a parent, that you will find this episode useful and that there will be things that you could think about and apply to whatever life place you're in. So maybe it's transitioning into a new career or a new job. Maybe it's transitioning into or out of a relationship, a different life phase, moving somewhere else. But my hope is that what I share will be helpful sort of for a number of transitions that you might be making in your life. So I am 31 weeks pregnant today, almost 32 weeks. And that means that I have about nine weeks to go until baby girl, as I like to call her, makes her arrival. And for those of you who are like, what is going on with all this week counting? That is how <laughs> pregnancy is tracked. Pregnancy is tracked in the medical world um, and in the pregnancy world by weeks, not by months. But I am almost eight months pregnant. So I'm probably like seven and a half, seven and three quarters pregnant, right? Like that's kind of how, in terms of months, um, that's how pregnant I am. But either way, I've got about two months to go until baby girl makes her arrival, which is very exciting. She is due right around Mother's Day this year. And yeah, I can't wait to meet her. I want her to stay in the womb <laughs> until 40 weeks. I don't want her to come early, but I'm also incredibly excited to meet her. One of the biggest joys I've experienced during the pregnancy has been feeling her move and kick. It's just so wonderful and cool and weird and exciting. And that's something that's happening in the third trimester so much more than it was before, but sort of feeling her move around and just like being like, wow, this is a real baby in there. 
um, has been very exciting. And as, you know, her due date approaches, I've been reflecting more on becoming a mother and what that means to me and what I expect from that. And it's interesting because while I've always wanted to have kids, being a mom isn't an identity that I I would say that I naturally gravitate towards, right? So I wanted children, I wanted to love and nurture kids, but the identity of being a mother isn't one that I'm like, oh, I'm so excited to be seen as a mother, to be called a mother, etc. And I think it's actually somewhat similar to how I feel about being a wife. I've always wanted to be married, right? Eventually, I haven't wanted to be married since, you know, age 10. But since I was a child, I always wanted to get married one day. And I don't really gravitate towards the identity of being a wife, even though I am one now, right? I feel more comfortable using gender neutral terms like parent and partner. And, you know, I think that this might be in part because there's so much societal baggage that comes with the identity of mother and wife. There are so many expectations for mothers and wives to be perfect, to be selfless, to put everybody else first, and for these identities to be primary for them. And for some people, that's true, and that's okay. But for me, I think it will always be important for all of my identities to be acknowledged, for all of my roles to be acknowledged. And I don't think that I'm someone who will ever feel comfortable being identified only by the identity of sort of what caring position I am in relationship to someone else. I think that's another piece, right? So if you're a wife, it's like you are somebody's wife. And it's almost as though you're defined in relationship to your husband, right? Or you're a mother, it's you're somebody's mother and you're defined in relationship to that person. And I think relationships are wonderful, but I don't like the idea of losing myself and who I am in the midst of, that identity. And so I think that while I am excited about becoming a mom and, you know, entering into this new sort of part of my life, phase of my life, I don't want to feel like I'm losing the other parts of me. I don't want to feel like I'm losing the parts of me that, you know, are love to dance and, you know, as a friend and gets excited about making an impact and helping people to embrace their unconditional self-worth, those identities are also very important to me. So anyway, those are my sort of initial reflections on motherhood. And I think it will be interesting for me to make this transition. And, And I think particularly to see how people around me respond, because there is sort of often the message that When you become a mom, that should be primary. That should be your main thing, your main focus. And I think it will be primary, especially in the beginning, right? I'm taking time off. I'm going to be, you know, caring for a newborn, which is, as I understand, very all-encompassing. And at some point, I'm going to want to get back to work and I'm going to want to 
do other things. And so it's going to be interesting for me to watch how I move through this transition and these phases and how other people respond to me and what their expectations are in terms of how I embody motherhood. So regardless of how I feel about, you know, being called a mother or being seen as a mother, the reality is that this baby girl is coming and she's coming soon. And I generally go into things without a lot of like expectations that it is going to be exactly this way. I tend to go into new experiences and new things with a level of openness. Now, this was not always the case when I struggled with a lot more anxiety and wanting to control things. I used to hold tightly. And now that I trust more that good things are coming, I trust uh, myself, I trust my intuition. I t- tend to sort of have more of an open mind. So I would say the two expectations that I have for becoming a mother are one, I think my heart is going to (laughs) burst. I already feel like I love this little baby girl so much. And I just think meeting her outside of the womb is going to be sort of overwhelming in terms of heart expansion, love expansion, and I think it's going to be an amazing experience. And I'm really excited for that. I'm excited to experience that. You know, when, I, when I've when i worked with clients, there have certainly been times, I think especially when I've worked with clients who are younger than me, where I just feel like my heart is like stretching to fit them inside. And I'm imagining that I'm going to have a similar experience becoming a mother, just kind of exponential on an exponential level, right? Like even more intensely. And so that's one expectation I have. And then another expectation I have is that my world is going to be turned upside down. (laughs) I think in the best way, I expect that it's going to be challenging and I expect that it's going to be really fulfilling. And I'm just excited to see how it goes. So, you know, as I venture into this new phase, this new stage of life, into this new role where there are so many unknowns, right? I don't know exactly how I'm going to be as a mother. I don't know what this baby girl is going to be like and how she's going to need to show up. I don't know exactly how Jason and I are going to parent together. There are so many unknowns. And as I move into this period, I really am planning to draw on the self-work practices that I talk about so much on this podcast, because I think that they will support me during this period of uncertainty, during the periods of challenge, during the periods of joy in all of it. And I thought I'd, you know, talk specifically about how I'm going to use these practices and remind you of what they are so you can think about how you might use them in your own life. So the practices I'm going to be focusing on in particular are one, self-acceptance. And you know, there is so much that's going to be changing for me in the weeks and months after baby girl is born, right? So my body will be changing. My body has been changing. By the way, I am really loving my big pregnant belly. Like when I go out, I'm like, look at me, look at my belly. I'm not actually saying this, but like in my head, I'm thinking like, I'm pregnant. Can you see? I'm pregnant. Look at this belly. I have such a big baby belly. So that has been fun because, you know, I think when I'm younger or like, 
at times when I'm feeling sexy or like feeling really good, I'm like, yeah, look at me. I look great. But it feels sort of like a different way to embody or connect to my body and want people to like see and to feel very proud of to be pregnant and to have a big belly and to be taking up space in the world. So that has been fun. I don't leave the house that often (laughs) because I work from home. But when I do go out, I'm kind of like, everybody should look at my baby belly. It's great. But anyway, right, my body will continue to change, right? There will be things that I probably can do now or I could do before the pregnancy that will be hard, right? And so I need to practice self-acceptance. My priorities will probably change. My energy levels will change. My interests will change. And what I want to do is show up to that, show up to the change that I witness in myself with acceptance, not with judgment, not with shoulds, not with, well, you used to, you used to like, you used to be able to, you used to look like, but to show up to that with acceptance and love and grace and honoring that this is part of this transition in this new phase of life. And so my hope is that with whatever challenges or changes I experience, I can be accepting of them. And that doesn't mean that if something really awful or difficult is happening that I need to be resigned to it. But a big piece of acceptance is acknowledging that it is there, acknowledging the truth and the reality of what is happening. Because then that is the best place from which to move and shift and make changes, right? And so my hope is that I can practice deep acceptance of myself and however I show up, the best ways I show up, the worst ways I show up during this time of change and transition as I become a mother. Another practice that I'm going to be drawing on is self-forgiveness, right? I've never been a mom before. And the reality is I actually haven't spent very much time around really little kids, like around infants. You know, I I didn't sort of, I haven't spent a lot of time around little ones. I spend some time, you know, occasionally an event. I like kids. I like babies. I like toddlers, but I have never really, I mean, I babysat a little bit when I was, you know, a teenager, but I haven't spent extended amounts of time with children, right? Where I was solely responsible for them or primarily responsible for them. And so, you know, I know that I'm going to make mistakes. Like that is par for the course. That is part of the territory. And this is just the reality. And so I'm really committing to practicing self-forgiveness. I don't think that will be helpful when I make a mistake to beat myself up, right? To, To get caught up in blame or shame. We know that that is not helpful. The best thing that I can do is acknowledge, okay, that didn't work. That didn't work for my child. I thought it might be helpful. I missed the mark, right? Like whatever it is, whatever mistake I make, I want to be able to practice self-forgiveness. I want to be able to give myself grace, to know that I don't have to get it right every single time, but my intention 
And my value for showing up for my child, for being caring and loving and nurturing, for being responsive to her needs, that those values will guide me. And even if I make a mistake or even if I miss the mark, I can always return to those values, right? That is something that I will always be able to return to as a guide. And that in the midst of that, I can forgive myself when I make a mistake. And I think that's going to be important because if I can forgive myself, I could keep moving forward. I can keep staying present. When we get caught up in self-criticism and blame and shame, we pull away, right? And if you think about being with a little one, that's not helpful to them. Beating myself up and pulling away is not going to be helpful. But if instead I can say, okay, Dia, right? You thought this was going to work, but it didn't, or you weren't paying attention or you lost focus or whatever it was, this is the mistake you made. Let's acknowledge it. Let's acknowledge the challenge with that. And then let's figure out, okay, what did you learn and how do you want to move forward? That is the practice that I really would like to keep up and continue during this transition to motherhood. That also relates to self-compassion. And if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that I am a broken record for self-compassion because it is just so powerful and helpful as a practice. And I know that I am going to be needing to practice self-compassion big time as I become a mother. I really am going to make an effort to be mindful of my physical and emotional experience. Again, so much is going to be changing. I'm not going to be sleeping. I am personally someone who struggles when I do not have enough sleep. So that is definitely something that I'm like, let's see how this goes. Because if I don't have enough sleep, I get cranky. I can't think straight. Like I feel more stressed and anxious. And so I really want to try to make sure to tune into myself. What am I feeling? What am I thinking? What's going on for me? And then to remind myself that this is normal, this is human, that all new parents struggle with many of the same challenges that I will be going through. It doesn't mean I'm doing it wrong. I'm doing it badly. I'm messing up, right? It's just, it's part of the experience. And then I am going to be offering myself as much kindness and care and grace and encouragement as possible, right? That That is going to be so important to not beat myself up when I'm feeling tired and anxious, but to be kind, to be gracious. That is going to help me to show up as the parent I want to be. Another thing that I am going to be focused on and practicing is asking for help, right? So I know that I cannot do this alone. And I would say I've gotten better at asking for help over the over the years, but I'm still not great at it. I still have sort of an initial impulse to say, I can do it myself. I got it. I, I can handle it. And I really want to lean on other people and allow other people to show up for and with me as we take care of this newborn, as we keep her alive, as we nurture her. And so I really want to do that. I really want to focus on asking for and receiving help and allowing others to step up, right? One of the things that I talk about 
in my TEDx talk, I've talked about it on the podcast, is how we can allow other people to remind us that we're worthy, to encourage and support us when we're having trouble accessing that ourselves. And I want to draw on that because I'm going to be tired. I'm going to be exhausted. I'm going to be getting things wrong. And all of that is a recipe to feel unworthy, right? And I want to both remind myself and show up for myself in a way that affirms my self-worth. And I also want to let other people show up for me similarly. So those are some of the practices that I'm going to be using on this motherhood journey to continue to connect to my unconditional self-worth, to show up for myself and with myself during a challenging time, right? That I am going to be practicing these things and reminding myself of these practices when it's hard and even when it's good. And I hope that you can think about how this might be helpful for you, right? If you're starting a new job or a new relationship or going into a new phase of your life, how can practicing self-acceptance, practicing self-forgiveness, practicing self-compassion and asking other people for help. How can that be supportive to you? How can that be helpful to you during a time of transition? Or even if you're not in a time of transition, how can that support you in embracing your unconditional self-worth? At the core, embracing our unconditional self-worth is about how we show up for and with ourselves. It's about how we see ourselves. And starting to treat ourselves with kindness and compassion and grace is a really powerful way to get to a place where we truly believe we're unconditionally worthy. I have a free ebook. So if you have not gotten that ebook yet, now is the time to sign up. And it is on four practices to connect, to get started on your self-worth journey. And I go over in this free ebook, basically the four practices I talk about today. So if you're like, oh yeah, I want these written down somewhere, sign up for the free ebook and you'll get everything laid out. You can go to dradiagoodin.com forward slash free with three E's dash book. It's also linked in the show notes. Sign up for that. The other thing I would encourage you to do is make sure you connect with me on my email list, on Instagram. If you're not on my email list already, signing up for that free ebook is a great way to get on the email list. You'll get the free ebook and then you'll be on my email list. I'll be sending periodic updates that are pre-scheduled even while I'm away on maternity leave. And be sure to follow me on Instagram at Dr. Adia Gooden. That's where you're going to get a peek at baby girl when she makes her appearance on this scene. And I am expecting that she is going to be absolutely adorable. So you're not going to want to miss those pictures. So follow me on IG at Dr. Adia Gooden. I'd love to connect with you there. I'd love to hear your feedback. Let me know if you're listening to the podcast, take a screenshot, share it in your stories, tag me, let me know what you think of these episodes. And then I also encourage you while we're on break from the podcast, go back and listen to the other episodes. There are now 50 episodes that you can listen to. And so I encourage you to listen to them. Please share them with friends, family, loved ones who you think might benefit from this content. My aim is to support and impact as many people as possible as they go on their self-worth journeys. So I'm so grateful to you as always for listening, for 
you know, leaving ratings and reviews. That's incredibly helpful for sticking with me through this third season. We are going to be back in September. And um, I'm also going to be opening the doors to my Unconditionally Worthy group coaching program at that time. So stay tuned for that. Because if you're feeling like you want a deep dive into the self-worth journey with a whole lot of support from me, that's going to be the perfect program for you. So I hope that you have a wonderful summer, a wonderful few months. Stay connected with me through IG, through the email list, and let me know what you think. I hope you're well and see you next season. Thanks for joining me this week on the Unconditionally Worthy podcast. Make sure to visit my website, dradiagoodin.com, and subscribe to the show on iTunes so you'll never miss an episode. You can also follow me on social media at Dr. Adia Gooden. If you love the show, please leave a review on iTunes so we can continue to bring you amazing episodes. Lastly, if you found this episode helpful and know someone who might benefit from hearing it, please share it. Thanks for listening and see you next episode. This episode was produced by Chris and Tiana, and the music is by Wadaboy.